The time has come to get ready for the 2022 World Cup. And what better way to prepare than by revisiting the World Cup's most amazing goals? I'm Brian Phillips. I'm making a podcast about the history of the Men's World Cup, told through the stories of 22 iconic goals. The show's called 22 Goals. It's out now on the Ringer Podcast Network, and we're having so much fun. It's the Ringer's Philly special presented by FanDuel. The playoff action is heating up, and with FanDuel, you can bet on everything from the NBA Finals MVP to who's going to lift the Stanley Cup. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub, filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays all on one page, plus start betting on the pulse and get paid instantly when you win. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus, 18 plus in D.C. and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Welcome to the Ringers Philly special. A bit of a bummer tonight, our first post-game pod after a Philadelphia sports team loses. I'm Sheil Kapadia, joined by Pat Gallen of CBS3. We're talking game two of the NLDS between the Phillies and Braves. A 3-0 Braves win. Pat, I just wrote down like things I can do without. You know, the sports hate in me is coming back uh, with this series. But thank you for joining me. How are you feeling about that, that loss? Uh, that one almost put me to sleep, uh, but I'm torn because (laughs) every game so far in the playoffs has felt like just a giant knot of anxiety, like right here in my chest. Uh, I'd rather them win. Uh, but Hey, they're coming back for games three and four in Philadelphia. It should be a good time. That that's right. Let, let's. I'm gonna put a little. This is a Philly sports pod. We'll get to the negative stuff, <laughs> but to put a positive spin on this, I mean, Friday afternoon. Citizens Bank Park playoff baseball returns to Philadelphia. Aaron Nola on the mound. It's a 1-1 series. That's going to be fantastic. Saturday afternoon, you're guaranteed you get a game four Citizens Bank Park. Phillies Braves. And then Sunday night, we get Eagles Cowboys at the link. I mean, these are the weekends that you live for as a Philadelphia sports fan. How'd I do? Did I, did I spin some positivity into it? Yeah, it sounded good to me. You're right though. (laughs) It should be a really fun weekend. Um, I am looking forward to the, to the Sunday night cap. That'll, I think that'll tell us a lot about where we stand as a, as a sports fan base uh, (laughs) after those three games, because that is a, uh, that's a murderer's row right there of games this weekend. That's right. It really could go either way. And we're programmed to think it's going to go terrible. So (laughs) terrible would be that the Phillies get, uh, get knocked out Saturday afternoon. 
Eagles lose to the Cowboys, so now Philly's playoffs are over. And now not you're not the best team in the NFC anymore. You're tied for first place in the NFC East. So that's worst case scenario. Best case scenario is Philly's win Friday and Saturday. They're moving on to the NLCS. Eagles blow out the Cowboys Sunday. They're the only undefeated team in the NFL, and they have a two-game lead over the Cowboys. Just when I said those two, you know, you you growing up in Philadelphia and knowing the sensitivities, of the, which one felt more right to you? Which one are you feeling? <laughs> Man, somewhere I, in between. I want to go to sleep on a on a positive <laughs> note, but I I just I I know how we all feel here in, in this town that you're always just waiting for the other shoe to drop, but. The Phillies, at least, are are set up in a good way. You you're, you come back. You wanted to yeah. steal one in Atlanta. Come back home with two games. You have Aaron Nola on the mound, who's as as hot as any pitcher in baseball right now. So, um, at least for Friday, there's a, there's a positive feeling. But if it doesn't go your way Friday, it could make for a long forty eight hours from that point forward. That's right. If you would have told me beginning of the series they're going to come back one one, you'd probably just be like, "Yes, I you know I will take that. That sounds good." You probably would have thought they would have won game two and lost game one, but we yeah. can't predict these things. So whatever it is, it's one one coming back. All right, we've delayed it enough. Let's just talk about the sixth inning. Let's get it out of the way. Things are going so well for Zach Wheeler. 50 pitches through five. He's dealing. You're wondering, is this game going to go to like that, that playoff game we saw last week where it went to like the 15th inning, 0-0, and it's just, you know, one swing of the bat wins the game. You're wondering if it's going to go that route. The game's flying by, first of all. I'm looking at the clock going, this is awesome. Yeah. We're through like four innings. It's been like 45 minutes. <laughs> Let's keep this pace going so we can knock this podcast out. Two down. Not, not even the leadoff batter. Two down in the fifth. He hits Acuna. Then he then you have the delay there. Then he walks Swanson, and then Olson. I mean, how are you feeling? I know Reese Hoskins is getting crushed now. I mean, he should have had it. You look at it. You look at the replay. I'm not saying it's an easy play. It's not a routine play. Even if he doesn't get the out at first, right. you're still you're preventing a run and keeping the inning alive. Uh, how were you feeling as you saw that sequence there play out in the sixth? Well, starting with Acuna, I Zach Wheeler after the game just said that the delay did not play a role in him faltering in that inning and allowing the three runs, but I disagree. When you're a pitcher and you're you're just working on feel and you're flowing the way that Zach Wheeler was flowing in that game, that that was a, a lengthy delay for a hit by pitch. I, I don't know the exact time, but it felt like a couple of minutes. That, that he was standing there and that messes with a, a pitcher's head, whether he admits it or, or not. I understand him not wanting to go down that road and use that as, you know, a source of blame, but okay. It's Acuna walking Swanson is worse because he had just been so locked into the zone yeah. prior to that, that, that was brutal. And then Hoskins, it's it's difficult to take because he's not hitting. You know, if 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 he's right. Reese, the good Reese, and not the Reese that's mired in this wicked slump right now that this hasn't been good for a while, it's a little bit easier to to swallow. And it, it's easier to swallow, obviously, if the team is doing anything at all tonight, but they weren't. That's a play that every first baseman has to make, and that is a play that Reese Hoskins will tell you he's got to make a hundred times out of a hundred. Um, 
so yeah, things fall apart in that inning and, and the snowball happens and then Riley reaches on again, oh. one of those, like that, <laughs> what, what are you going to do? Right? Like it's a perfect pitch. Um, you know, you'd think it's, it's the perfect placement, but alas, you know, another run scores and then Darno kind of caps it off with the single to center. Yeah. You know that, but that's playoff baseball, right? Like those, those kinds of innings will happen. And I think we tend to forget the Braves are a really good team and they won the world series last year and they've got some really good players, but I do think that I don't want to say they had to have that game because it was nice to steal the first one, but the way the, the rotation is structured from this point forward, you might not get Wheeler again and you probably needed to get that win from Wheeler uh, but on the other side, Kyle Wright was was fantastic tonight. So yeah, that inning was a, was a killer. Um, that just felt like a good old fashioned Philly inning, right? Like a hit by pitch, yeah. a walk, a little dribbler, one that gets by the first baseman. It had all the makings of a Philly inning. Well, you know what happens, and, and you mentioned the anxiety when you're watching these playoff games. When like one little thing like that doesn't go your team's way, you're just so sure in your head that that's going to be like, like Castellanos, when he tried to catch that fly ball down the right field line and he didn't make the play, I'm just going, all right, home runs coming up. Like those little moments, it just feels like this always happens. And so once he walks him and again, I I swear, I don't have the stats on this. I swear when you walk a guy with two outs in a playoff game and it's your team walking them, that that they always score a run. It always comes back to bite you there. You're right. I didn't think, I mean, he hadn't walked a guy all night. That was his only walk of the night. And it came right after that delay there. So, oh my, yeah, I mean, the, if Hoskins just feels that ball, man, we could be talking about a different game. Although, hey, they didn't score a run. They didn't score a run all game. Right. So we can't be, you know, if they would have come back and it was 3-2 or something, we could probably play those what-ifs more. But they had 27 outs, they had nine innings, and they didn't score a run. I so was maybe just about we should to just say, kind of sweep it under the rug. Yeah, that if, I wonder how much added pressure you feel in those situations where you know the offense is doing absolutely nothing. And yeah. Maybe, you know, this is Wheeler's first postseason. He hasn't felt this sort of pressure. Obviously, in, in game one, he was able to, to overcome the, you know, the postseason anxiety. But, um, you know, again, this is a different different beast, different animal. It's your division rival. It's a team that just won the World Series, a team that just won 101 games. So um, I don't know that you're, you're thinking about those things on the mound. It's probably not front of mind, but all of those right. kind of play a role um, in, in – when those things start to snowball out of control, I think. Yeah. I mean, his final line doesn't do his performance justice. Six innings pitched, four hits, three earned runs. You're like, I mean, I was really, I started to, your mind starts to wander like, oh, this really could be like a classic playoff performance with the way he was rolling, the way he was going the first five and two thirds. And yeah, that little dinky grounder down the third base line. You're just like, all right, maybe it's not going to be their night. Five straight base runners there with two outs. They had had one base runner through the first five and two thirds innings. I mean, that was really the game. I got a couple other things here, but we could really just end the podcast. I mean, it was that, I don't know how long it was, 20 minutes, 25 minutes, 30 minutes, however long that half inning lasted. Uh, That was really the entire game there. So, the Phillies at bat, you know, again, we mentioned it, not scoring any runs. It wasn't one of these games where you felt like they had a million opportunities, but they did have some opportunities. You know, they were, uh, I think, 0 for 9 with with anybody 
on base there. They just had three hits, four base runners the entire night. You know, there were a couple moments here that I wrote down top of the second Harper leads off with a double and you're thinking, all right, let's get, let's just get one early here. Castellanos moves him to, moves him to third. All right, sack fly. Just give me a sack fly here. Boom hits the grounder first and then Marsh strikes out. I mean, looking back at it, that, that might've been their best opportunity to score all night. I actually wrote that down too about, um, about Marsh. You know, he missed that pitch, that fastball that he struck out on by like a foot. Like he wasn't even close in that at bat. And that's just, you you need to have, I mean, it's easy for me to say you need to have better at bats during the postseason, but you've got to, you just do, you just have to have better at bats than that. You have to be um, a a little bit more locked in than the Phillies were today. Where I look is, you know, outside of that one inning, it's Schwarber and Hoskins. And there's really, I don't think any other story to, to this, to this series, to this game, they've been just poor, putrid, really, at the plate. Um, Schwarber's really scuffling, and I believe they're one for 34 so far in the postseason between the two series. You, you can only gloss that over and make up for that for so long before something like that comes to bite you. Your number one and number two guys have to get on base, and they were so used to Schwarber hitting balls out of the park left and right, 46 home runs in the regular season. And for them to do absolutely zero in this series and in the last series, it's untenable. It's just not going to work. And those two really need to get something going here in game three. The guys at the bottom of the lineup are there for a reason. Occasionally, they're going to be able to hit their way into something, but they they, they can't hold the lineup up the way that a Schwarber and a Hoskins have to. So really, I think it's on them. And I think if you asked them that, they would admit as much. I feel so differently about the possibility of whether each of those two guys is going. Like Schwarber, Schwarber's 0 for 16 with eight strikeouts. But you know what? He's going to have a moment. I just I just feel it. He's been in these spots before. You don't hit 46 home runs in the regular season for no reason. I know it's a small sample and everyone goes through slumps. But I just feel like one of those home games... Friday or Saturday, he's going to come through in a big spot. He's going to hit a bomb. Hoskins, I'm just not sure about. I mean, it's just like, well, we'll see. I mean, this could really, you don't want it to turn into like a nightmare series for him, but you have to play today. I mean, that's what everyone's going to remember from this game is the grounder there. They scored a hit. I mean, I'm about to say error. They scored a hit there. Yeah, that would have been an error in Philadelphia. (laughs) That would have been an error. There's no doubt about it. So you have that play. And then if you follow that up, if you like lose the series, and like you said, he goes one for whatever it's going to end up being. Uh, man, that 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 would certainly be tough. And, and with with Schwarber, if he's not hitting home runs, he's just not he's not doing a whole lot. If he's right. if he's not walking or if he's not hitting home runs, it's not like he's slapping single. Like he's hitting it into the shift basically every time. And look, let's be honest. He had forty six home runs this year. You can take nothing away from him there. He's not exactly your prototypical leadoff hitter you know he, he's not he was i think in the 325 range on base percentage this year which is way lower than than what we've been accustomed to seeing with kyle schwarber throughout his career um but you know if, if he's not hitting a long ball or or walking it can be difficult to watch and i think you're seeing just how 
bad it can be with him at the top of the order. Because look, if Schwarber's like your five or your six hitter, okay, you, you know, you go through a slump like that, you can deal with it. But because they've made the decision that yeah. they are keeping him at the top of the order, it's just so much more glaring. And then, of course, you've got Hoskins right behind him doing this exact same thing. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. I, I, I think you're right. I mean, you're absolutely right. He's not, you don't get too many more shots at it. I mean, we we're taught, you know, you have the potential for maybe like eight more at bats, but I, I still feel it with Schorber. I don't feel it with Hoskins. Hopefully he can prove me wrong. I put the reverse jinx on cast reverse jinx on Castellanos <laughs> by rip, ripping him to my daughter after the uh, Cardinal series. And then he came through yesterday. So maybe I can do the same with Hoskins. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You know, it was, start, it was hitting the ball well here recently, though. Bryce Harper, I yeah. mean, he's coming on. Like, give us a couple more games with him. Like you said, if one of those two guys can hit, the way Harper is really seeing the ball right now, he had the double uh, in the second. And then even his two outs that he had, just looking up the numbers on these, he flies out to center in the fourth. That ball goes 371 feet with an exit velocity of 104 miles yeah. per hour. I mean, he he is hitting. He, he he got a lot of that one. Not all of it, but he got a lot of that one. And then the next, you know, at bat he had, he flies high, flies flies out 403 feet, 100 miles per hour exit velocity. So that's just like a, such a good sign. I mean, we didn't know what we were going to get from Harper. These playoffs, he had the home run against the Cardinals. He's hit the ball well in these first two games here. So get one of those two guys to come through. Harper, keep this going. And now all of a sudden you have something. Yeah, it's at least good to see him hitting the ball hard. Uh, I thought that one late in the game was out. Um but and maybe it maybe it would have been out in Philadelphia, but for whatever reason, it seemed like guys were hitting balls pretty hard tonight and they just, the ball wasn't traveling. Maybe it was the, you know, I'm not a meteorologist. I could play one on TV, but uh, <laughs> maybe it was the heavier air post rain. I don't, I don't know what, whatever the case may be. It looked like a couple of guys really tagged it, but it just it wasn't, wasn't riding tonight. Can I say that I have no idea? I don't know if it's if the mics on the bat, if it's the angles, if it's the ballpark. The ball goes off the bat in this series, and I don't know if it's a lazy fly ball. I don't know if it's going to the warning track. I don't know if it's going to the upper deck. Like I have no idea with with some of these balls. Even even the home run in in game one in the ninth inning, I'm like, all right, that looks like a fly ball. Maybe it'll get near the warning track. And then it's gone. And it was the same case today with some of these. Yeah. Am I the only one having these issues? No, I, don't, no. I don't have good depth perception. That No. The, and it's, <laughs> the, the mics are so jacked up throughout the entire postseason. <laughs> when you can hear the umpire clearly saying ball or strike, yeah, then 
you know, the mics are a little bit too loud. So yeah, I mean, obviously that's just for TV purposes, but it's throwing everyone off. I'm the same way. I thought there was a fly ball by Dansby Swanson late in the game. I thought he hit it to the warning track. It was like a lazy fly ball to Schwerber. So yeah, that's throwing me off a little bit. I think the announcer, yeah, I, I think it's tough on the announcers too. They they aren't sure, quite sure where these are going. All right, so a couple more notes here. Jason Stark, uh, this, this is going to hurt if you're a Phillies fan. The hit probability of the Braves' first two RBIs in that sixth inning, Olsen, 280, so 28%. Yep. Riley, 230, mm. 23%. I mean, that's that's how it goes. We've, we've all seen innings like this before. It's great when you're on that side, when you're on the right side of it, it's great. You feel like everything's going your way. When you're not, it feels like it did tonight. And then you mentioned Wheeler. Are we going to see him again? Uh, I thought Matt Gelb had a good point here. I, I wasn't sure if Wheeler was going to come out and keep pitching. He only pitched 79 pitches. So, you know, Matt Gelb of the Athletics said, maybe game five? On short rest, maybe you pull you pull him in this spot. You're down three nothing. You're not sure. You kind of you save uh, him a little bit in case it goes five. I don't know. I, I think not. you. I think you have to. I, I honestly do okay. because All right. you don't want to go into that. Look, I guess it could be a. It's going to have to be either you know Cindergard, one of Cindergard, Falter, Suarez, two of the three in games four and five that are going to have to give you meaningful innings. Yeah. I'd rather take my chances. And Zach Wheeler has never pitched on three days rest in his career, which is understandable because that normally only happens during the postseason or at the end of the year when you're um, trying to fight for, for a playoff spot. So he's never been in this position. But if there's ever a place that you need him to do this and just give you, look, it, it, yeah, 79 pitches and five of those six innings were really low I don't want to say low effort, but certainly, you know, they, he cruised through those innings. Yeah. And if he can give you four solid innings, maybe 50 pitches, I don't see why that, that shouldn't be the case. So I would say if he feels up for it and if you've got a pitch count where you're saying, all right, I think, I think we can get you to 50 today. I think that's the right move because I'd rather go down swinging with Zach Wheeler for a few innings in a huge spot than I think I would trying to piece together some sort of bullpen game. Yeah. I mean, you just look at the options. You just laid out the options. It seems uh, from an observer's perspective, like you said, if he's up for it and he's feeling it, uh, that would have to be your best option. We'll see what they do in games four and five. We know they've got Nola in game three. All right. Last thing I wanted to get to things I can do without here. Uh, Pat Gallon, the the <laughs> woman, and you, and you might have been falling asleep uh, during this part of it. This was not an important part of the game. Bryce Harper's last at bat. I don't know if anyone else notices. There's nobody on base. Your team's up three nothing. There's, a, there's a, the, yeah. Thank you. You saw it. Yeah. The Braves woman in the stands, covering her face, covering her eyes. Lady, it's three nothing. This is the time and place. You can't just be. Were you not looking at any at bat? The entire game, literally, he can hit a home run, and your team is still up yeah. two runs with two outs. What is that? I've never seen that before. Look, I was the, just yelling the, to myself on the chair here. The anxiety of the postseason gets to people in different <laughs> ways, does it not? Uh, yeah, <laughs> you're, you're, but you'd all, you'd think like, okay, the Braves just won the World Series; <laughs> they're the reigning champions, right? You can you can relax a little bit, right? You're up three nothing in yeah. game two. You're about to tie the series. Your closer's <laughs> on the mound. Like, okay, just deep breath. You guys are okay. <laughs> 
It's not, yeah, it's not like the Cubs before they, you know, broke their streak. Yeah, I mean, you literally just won, and there's not a lot riding on this uh, on this at bat here. I didn't need the whole, like, review of did the freaking foul ball hit the net or not. I mean, just let the ump call whether the, uh, you know, on the, on the, again, I'm, I'm talking way too much about that. Was, that was interesting, though. That was actually an interesting part because I was like, is that, did they call, did it hit the net or did they call that? Is it because he grabbed the net with his hand? He touched the net like tennis. Yeah, you're not allowed to touch the yeah, net that, like tennis. That maybe I was half asleep for that, but I was sort of paying attention. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And then I, I just felt like in the bottom of the eighth, there was like a 15 minute Austin Riley backstory. Like, all right, I, I don't need to be hearing all this right now. You know, I'm still in the mode of like, all right, Smoltz is doing a pretty good job, yeah. but uh, I, you know, I know what team Smoltz played for. I don't, you know, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm looking at it now through the rose colored uh, fan lenses yeah. of like, all right, this guy, you know, like I'm sure Eagles fans still when Troy Aikman calls games. Well, I, but I will I, say I don't know. <laughs> he, John Smoltz did give Philadelphia props because he said, he we did. can't wait to get there for game three because it's yes. going to be loud. It's going to be, it's going to be crazy yes. there. So he, he gets it. Atlanta's just not the same crowd and he admitted as much. So I give John Smoltz props for that. And he's, he's really good at explaining the game to the average fan who, who may not know exactly what a, what a slider does or what a cutter does. So uh, yeah. for that, I think John Smoltz is the perfect um, a- analyst for, for today's game. He's doing a great job. You, you know, you, you get those little things when your team's losing. Little things are going to uh, needle you. But you're right. They're really, I feel like they're really going to be buttering up uh, Philadelphia fans once they get here. Because they've done it in both games going, oh my gosh, that talent is on fire. Mm-hmm. Eagles are undefeated. They've been waiting for this moment for Philly's playoff baseball. That's smart. Listen, we can be pandered to. Nick Sirianni, yeah. uh, he, cer- he certainly knows that. So it's not uh, It's not tough there. All right. I think, th- I think those were uh, mostly the ones I had written down. Is there anything we forgot to get to anything else you wanted to get off your chest before we sign off? No, I just, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to Friday. I think it's going to be uh, a great time. It's been a long time coming, you know, 11, 11 long years since we've had playoff baseball here. I know the fans are going to be jacked up beyond belief. And, and maybe that's, <clears throat> maybe that's all you need. You hope that Nola uses that energy uh, for good in, in game three um, and that we get good Nola once again, because they're absolutely going to need it. This Braves team is not going to go down quietly. It is not going to be an easy series the rest of the way. And to me though, it is just so, so key to get this game because you just don't want to see a game five. You don't want to have to think about the possibilities yeah. of a game five, uh, headed right back to, to Atlanta on Sunday. Um, that's not where you want to be. So Philly, bring it on Friday. I know everyone's going to. The parking lots are going to be insane. It's the start of a huge yeah. sports weekend in Philly. Let's do it. Let, let's. I need something to feel good about. So let's do it. Yeah. It's going to be fun. There's no doubt about it. The atmosphere is going to be electric. Schwarber, just give us a bomb in like the first. Just oh my let, God. Let, right let, off the bat, that first sense pitch. Of relief, that, that, that sense of relief. Uh, we certainly need that. If you're going to the game, listen, we've all been to these Philly sporting events where the sphincters tighten up a little <laughs> bit and you're in the crowd. You can just feel, let's let's try to avoid that. I know it's not possible, but if it's like the fifth inning and they're down 2 nothing or something, try to avoid that feeling mm-hmm. a little bit. We, we know the players can feel, I can feel it in my bones, exactly what that feels like right now. Yep. I'm sure you can too. It's going to be a lot of fun. Everybody enjoy it. Phillies, 
Game three, Phillies game four, Eagles Cowboys Sunday night. It's going to be an awesome weekend one way or another. You know, we either like it when we get the fun weekends or if it's miserable, guess what? That's just another (laughs) chapter in the history and we'll talk about it then too. Pat Gallon, anything to plug? Thank you for joining me on short notice once again. Anything you wanted to plug before we sign off? Uh, Yeah, check us out, CBS3 uh, on your TV set. We'll obviously be covering these, you know, the Phillies uh, and Eagles this this weekend. We, but we do it all. And you can check us out, cbsphiladelphia.com. My podcast is called The Gallon of Questions Podcast. This week, great guest, former NFL wide receiver Brandon Marshall tomorrow is going to join me oh, on the nice. podcast. Yeah, he's in town for a uh, a special podcast with he, Deshaun Jackson, Pac-Man Jones. And uh, it's going to be live at City Winery, but he's going to stop by uh, and, and talk with me for a little while tomorrow, uh, tomorrow morning. So it should be fun. Awesome. He's an entertaining guy. So that will be, that'll be fantastic. Definitely check that out. All right. Thanks for rating, reviewing, subscribing, all that stuff. And we will talk to you this weekend on the ringers Philly special.